Welcome to the 7 Days to Amazing podcast, where you learn how to make your life, business, and style even more amazing in the next week. Now your host, Sharon Haver of FocusOnStyle.com, helping you live the life that others only dream about so you can be the best at being you. Sheiksters, I am Sharon Haver, and you are about to be amazed. I have something really special today. It's a different topic on this episode of Seven Days to Amazing. It's the launch of an unprecedented campaign called Bridging the Gap, where 100 millennials and 100 midlife influencers are coming together to blur the boundaries as we believe we are stronger together. So let me share some of the movement's manifesto that was created by its founder, Catherine Grace O'Connell. We are putting an end to the labels and divisions that no longer serve us at an age that is simply a number. While it's your attitude and a way of looking at life that truly matters. We believe in a world without separation. We believe that we are far stronger together. So please join this revolutionary campaign as it is the hearts and souls of the women that matter in the end. Catherine Grace has paired me with today's guest on Seven Days to Amazing. Laura Jansen, a.k.a. Goldie Legs, was born and raised in Indiana, where she was one of the few that made it a point to really get ready for school nearly every single day. She channeled her love of fashion and art into competitive dance, where she would help design her own dance costumes, show choir, and theater. Upon graduating, she made two big moves to Los Angeles and New York. It was those cities that have made a tremendous impact on her, and she truly came into her own. Laura is one, of, is one who loves to experiment with new styles and trends, all while keeping a sense of minimalism. It was in 2015 when she created to, to express her passion for fashion, beauty, fitness, and travel. Always chic and classic, but sometimes with a little edge, keeping up with what she stretches her long legs in search of new designs, brands, styles, and more. Obviously, those long legs came to why she calls her blog and her Instagram account Goldie Legs. So, n- no big surprise here, folks. I'm the midlifer, and Laura is the millennial. So, we're going to learn a little bit today. I really want to focus some time on growing up in uh, a visual society, growing up with the internet is part of your life. And also for a lot of people, especially women entrepreneurs who are really struggling still to make the connection and really show up and create that visual message for themselves. So totally frank here, Laura and I just met, like you are getting us roaring real here. So welcome, Laura. And thank you for coming on to Seven Days to Amazing. Thank you. Glad to be here. So can you tell us a little bit about um, how how you came to be as a blogger, what you kind of do the rest of the time when you're not blogging, and um, just to share a little bit about you? I actually started blogging. I had moved home for a year after leaving New York, um, and I just needed a creative outlet. So I just kind of started blogging by myself. It was kind of like a little creative outlet and a journal for me to, you know, track my my styles and new inspiration, things like that that I could just share with anybody that wanted to know. And it actually started growing a bit, so I decided to move back to California, only to realize, you know, there's the the hard part where there's so many bloggers out here, mm-hmm. and 
it doesn't exactly always pay the bills. You can't do it full time. So while I have been doing it on the side and I do everything myself, I've done my my WordPress, I've designed my website, I take all my photos, I style myself, I do everything myself. Um, so for a full-time job, I actually work at one of the top talent agencies out here uh, called Coast to Coast, and it's great. So that's what I'm doing right now. So that's really interesting because one of the things I'm going to be launching really soon is a program called Simply Amazing Headshots. And, you know, I was a stylist on photo shoots in New York for 15 years, and I did everything mm-hmm. from, like, boat covers to making really crummy-looking sweats look so good you'd want to buy them. And when I started Focus on Style back in 1999, it was before the blogger days. No one knew what a blogger was. I, it was actually an yeah. offshoot. Yeah, it was like – I was I thought it was the ugliest-sounding word, blog, blah. You know, it's like, blah, BL, what a weird combination of, you know, of sounds. So yeah. – um, I, it was an offshoot of my newspaper column, my syndicated focus on style column. So what happened was I created the site as, I guess, uh, a sh- part column, part magazine, and I grew to have a lot of different contributors and a lot of people that I knew who were kind of, you know, famous, quasi-famous gurus, experts in their fields, whatever. And it was my whole gist was as a stylist. Everyone would say, I can't wear those clothes. I can't do that. I'm like, well, yeah, anyone can, you know, it's, just learning the tricks, learning the, how to be your own glam squad, learning how to get into your own style. French women do it all the time, you know. So that was more of what mm-hmm. I was about, was empowering people in that way. So it wasn't a blog. It was more educational empowerment in, in learning to do it yourself. And then what mm-hmm. happens is that after I did this whole business, I realized that I'm not the face, even though it's my business, I'm not the face of my brand. And I had to come out and I had to take pictures of myself and I had to do stuff. And then there was branding shoots and then there was personal style bloggers, which I never really understood. So maybe you can help on that one. And I also realized that I had to come out of my own shell. And even though I was paid a lot to do this on big photo shoots, it was very scary for myself. To, to take my own photos. And then I, I learned how, and that's how I'm helping other women do it is in the Simply Amazing Headshots. But it's interesting to me in that when you say you can take your own photos, because it's a different generational thing. You kind of grew up taking photos. It, I know it's a long way to get to this point, but if you could kind of explain it in this bridging the gap on other people who are just not, you know, even someone like me, where it is my profession, it was hard to kind of, come on the other side to suddenly be the talent and instead of the crew, instead of the team to be, you know, be in the front of the camera. So if you want to just help people with that and how it comes to be, maybe you can shine a light on how they can stop hiding. Well, I've actually always been in front of the camera as well as behind because one of my majors in college was TV and film production, but I've also been modeling since I was little. So I've actually been, pretty lucky and fortunate enough to have been able to to experience and learn both sides. Um, I think for me, with modeling, I learned my angles. I learned how to pose. I learned how to, you know, shoot while doing movement stuff. But for everybody else that isn't used to just being behind the camera, I think there's that fear that they're not going to do as well as they can. But 
it's just, you know, I've had so many people say, like, how do you take your own photos or how do you do this? Like, show me poses. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's not really enough. You don't have to learn how to pose. You just have to be comfortable in your own skin. Exactly. You just have to try things because not every photo is going to be great. I can assure you of that. Sometimes in my stories, I'll even put some of my photos that I got that were really just awful. Like, one eye will be open and one eye will be, like, looking to the right. <laughs> it's really awkward, but I like to post those sometimes because, some people are like, oh, my gosh, like, I could never look like that, like, in my photos. Like, I would just look so awkward if I took them myself. I'm like, hi, here's an example of me looking terrible. Exactly. It's it's, it's the it's the relatability. Like, you want people to be able to come back and be able to communicate and relate with you. And that's kind of where the whole personal style thing goes as well because people like to see that every day – they can wear something that's a little crazier that they can that they can style super wide like pants in an office setting or something. So they just take to blogs and Instagram now to find people that are doing it on in on on a daily basis rather than just seeing it in fashion week or something. Yeah, but see the thing for me is which I it's, it's kind of a yin and a yang on it. It's like I know how much time it takes to make a really good photo for a magazine or a catalog and ad or something. I mean, I know the the budget it takes. I know the time it takes. I know the talent it takes. I know how, how many things are like flubbed in the back to make it fit well. And the makeup artist who really just basically did some like, you know, plastic surgery by cosmetics, you know, and the yeah, really 15 wigs and the photographer's lighting. And, you know, we, and so the bottom line is I know how much time it takes just like for a flat lay, you know, to really mm-hmm. take your still lives and make them, you know, look pretty. When I was, I did some props, I hated props. Prop selling was to me was like the worst backache because you were like hunched over trying to move those little tiny things to look so great in the camera. <laughs> so when someone yeah. takes it upon themselves to do this on a regular basis, it's a lot of work. It's, I mean, for me, it's like, ugh. You know, because it was part of my old job. But how do you, you know, how do you schedule it in? How do you do it? How do you find the energy to want to keep setting yourself up and do? Because it, because it's a lot of work. It might look effortless, but you know, we all know that, you know, it's it's work. <laughs> it's it is a lot of work, and because I actually work from ten to seven, it's really hard for me to get any photos done during the week. So I usually set aside one weekend day um, every other week and. You know, when, with brands that I collaborate with, they will have sent me some things. So that's the day that I take. I'll do my Instagram stories and get them all set and ready to go. And, like, I can show unboxing videos if if people are interested in seeing that. And then after that's done, I do all of my flat lays. And then, of course, during golden hour, that's when I go out and I get all of my – I get multiple shots for, like, to, you know, show off the clothes. Um, and I can usually get three to four looks done in an hour or two uh, by myself. So that's actually pretty decent. If I had that's somebody shooting good. them, they would, yeah. yeah, if I had somebody shooting them, they'd go way quicker. But, you know, when you do it by yourself, you got to take into consideration how much time it's going to take to get everything set up so that you can shoot yourself and make sure that you get that shot. So then, so yeah, that's I usually just take one day a week, and that's really all I have to do to to keep doing what I'm doing now I would like to be able to do it every single day because I love doing this kind of stuff and I think it would be amazing to have it as a full-time job so that's actually what I'm trying to work at 
which is why I actually really envy you because you get to do this kind of stuff and you get to empower women with your podcasts and also your styling on it on a daily basis. So I'm actually working my way up to do what you do. Yeah, the more you do it, the more you won't love it so much. <laughs> but the grass thing is, is always greener. <laughs> yeah, grass is always greener. But um, the, the and the legs are always longer. I always hated the posing because I had fat thighs, <laughs> no matter how skinny I was, you know, no matter how much I worked out. So, um, but the thing is, what I try to empower people more is also in their business and and right. understanding. So since. Since I have this weird background of being, um, even though I was in style for so long, and style is my beat, I also have a business degree. And my mother basically um, was saying, no daughter of mine is going to have a go to school for fashion, and you are not going to deal with garmentos, no way, no how, and you are getting a business degree. So I chose to get one in, in marketing, and it's really served me well. And it's, I think of, you know, for me, like learning SEO for your site or learning how to be techie mm-hmm. or learning how to promote yourself is just as sexy as one of my 200 or something pairs of shoes, which, quite frankly, I think I have more than that now because I can't put <laughs> in the closet. But anyway um, – the the point is, so I really like I I rather deal with business women right now, and I feel that's more empowering to both me and to them to be able to see how they have to present themselves because the internet has made us all celebrities. We all, you know, our visual image is so part of our brand, and no matter what we do, if we're a business coach or a, a poet or you know a style blogger, whatever you do online. That's what people see. It's it's fifty five percent of first impressions is, is appearance. So it's it's interesting that there's so many people out there who they weren't raised with this. They don't get it. They were never fashion friendly, and they say they can't do it. So the part of everything you're saying that I that resonates the most with me, I think, and with the audience, is like, how do you take your own photos? How do you set those things up? Because that's what people are so afraid of. They'll they'll they can look at you and say, okay, she's gorgeous, she's blonde, she's got long legs, she's young, she's thin. Well, I can't do it. You know, all the excuses that they want to make, but it is the actual physical. I hate to air quotes, but work of setting up a shot and then making it instinctual to learn how to do that. So that's something that I believe truly that anyone can learn how to do. So can you kind of share how you set up your shots, what equipment you do? Because it's hard people to do a full length shot on your own and what kind of camera, what kind of light, how do you do it? And how do you knock out so many in such a fast amount of time? That's awesome. Thanks. I knock them out just because I've kind of, like I said, you know, with modeling, I've kind of learned, my poses that I think I personally look the best in or that show off the clothes the best. Um, But when it comes to setting up the shot, I'm not super, super great at it. (laughs) Um, But I I use a... Well, you're good enough. The shots look great. You know, that's... Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, I uh, No, I just set my camera up on the tripod. And what the camera that I use, um, I actually got this bundle deal on Amazon about a year and a half ago. Um, It's just a basic canon t5 rebel i have um, that one and, and i can't figure it out <laughs> i actually a friend of mine showed me a couple little tricks she showed me a little bit um dealing with iso and just like the focus of it so i, I know how to blur out backgrounds a little bit more or i know how to make it clear i know how to brighten it i know how to darken it um and then obviously i just set the timer i need i actually need to buy one of those universal remotes that everybody says is amazing because then I wouldn't have to be running back and forth looking like a goofball. 
Um, I had the but, remote, but I don't know. I kind of like, I grew up with, I grew up with a tripod. So I kind of, you know, my, yeah. my family photos on a tripod running. So I'm used to that part. Yeah. Well, the, no, the universal remote is just nice so that you can yeah. just keep clicking rather than going yeah, back and I've, forth. Yeah, I've got two of them. Tripod, One but... of them is still in its package. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Hey, excuse me. Let me jump in for a second. We're sharing a lot of amazing things today, but you know, there's more. If you have a friend that you think will also enjoy this episode, don't forget to share it now. Do you like to listen on the go? Simply download this episode in iTunes. While you're there, subscribe and write a review so we can continue to bring you the most amazing content possible to help you be the best at being you in your life, business, and style. For more amazing episodes, go to our podcast library at www.7daystoamazing.com, where you will find episode transcripts and additional resources. Thanks for letting me jump in. Back to the episode. Um, but yeah, so I just, I try to go out when there's the best lighting, so like golden hour. And you said hour. golden hour, yeah, which people don't realize yeah. what it is, but you want to tell what that it's, is a little bit? Yeah, it's a, it's a little more towards the end of the day. It's as the sun's kind of going down. You Golden hour out here in California, because it's always so bright, you don't get it quite as much. I feel like you really only get it for about an hour and a half, um, especially now that it's fall and it's getting dark quicker. Um, but, yeah, usually between, like, now it's like 5.30 to 6.45-ish, um, you can kind of go out and the sun's going down. It creates this beautiful lighting that's, like, like I said, it's, it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's very gold. It's very warm. And it's just... It cre- makes your skin glow. Yeah, it's I, when you're I on a photo shoot. Photo. Yeah, there's two times that you have like it's the hurry up and wait. You either have to go for sunrise, which yeah, uh, sunrise like a, or sundown. Yeah, be there at 5:30 in the morning, all dressed and zhuzhed up and prepped. No fun on location. Or the golden yeah. hour at night, where everybody who's sitting around being your best friend, chatting all day, and all of a sudden it's like ah, clap clap, gotta work, gotta work, you know. And it's get that yeah. get that beautiful light. Yeah, especially if you're going to be doing outside shoots. I mean, it, it would be a different story if I was shooting in a studio or indoors somewhere because then I would actually need all this lighting to set everything up. But that's why I like blogging, like being, being a style blogger, because, you know, people don't want to see all these photos that are so curated and so, like, polished. They like the fact that it's a more casual comfortable setting and it looks like something that's not quite so posy or you know it's, it's not, not it's not a it's yeah. Not natural yeah yeah and look at it and be like oh yeah Cool. And it's it's also proven people with Facebook ads and stuff that you know if you're running something people do respond more to something that looks real and honestly what's happening now is the more real it is and set up is is really getting a, a better attention because mm-hmm. then they have something like J Crew, which you know had redone their entire branding, their entire thing to look so, yeah. uh, you know, fake, faux, authentic, and then everyone else tried to be J Crew. So it's just like, yeah. you know, somehow it's got to look real, but that doesn't mean like a messy bed behind you and like you know loose wires and stuff. It just means like a heightened reality. <laughs> right. I was actually just looking at their new campaigns and. I was talking to my mom about it yesterday about how much I love their like how they're doing everything because it just feels way it it feels more authentic even though yeah. it, you know it's not it feels way more authentic and laid back and like something that everyday people like that don't that aren't on the style and fashion side 
they can relate to it more. They feel like that they're more a part of it. Yeah, and it's in, it's engaging that way. And, and what the trend has been for the last few years is a lot of big brands are hiring, like street style photographers are hiring other photographers to look like street style, which we all know is kind of, you know, it's very rarely the person on the street. It's the person on the street posing on the street that, you know, is like yeah. so overstyled and spent eight hours getting dressed that day with um, mm-hmm. all sorts of free clothes. But it's still the end result kind of looks, you know, off the cuff and real and oh I just happen to be standing here having a cafe in Paris wearing three thousand dollars worth of clothes today and yeah. you got my or, oh. yeah or oh I'm just hailing a taxi in my Burberry coat in my oh. baton <laughs> yes there you go or I'm drinking a ju- green juice in my La Perla bra <laughs> yep. exactly you don't do that every day no, and and everything is so perfect. My stomach always pops out just the right way, you know, <laughs> three days a month. Anyway, yeah. so, yeah, so how do you make it look so easy, joking aside? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know that I have any tips on that. I just, I try to, in tough, some photos, I try to do like little, pardon? Because it becomes instinctual. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't try to put, I put work into it. I don't want anybody to think that I don't put work into it. But I also try not to put too much work into it because, like we were talking about, you don't want it to come out looking so unauthentic or inauthentic. You want it to look like you're just walking around, and that's literally what I do on my shoots. I'll walk back and forth, and sometimes I'll catch myself in that perfect mid-step where I'm, like, looking off over at this car that's just driven by, and it's, like, somebody taking a picture of me or somebody waving at me. <laughs> like, yeah. that's actually – it has happened. <laughs> so it's it's photos like those that always get the best reaction um, is what I find, at least. Well, it's the same thing. Like, I, I know when I talk to people about how to create their own headshots, it's just sometimes that, that – that's- even like the fake laugh or sometimes I'm doing it, my dog will walk by and I'll look at him smiling and I'll, I'll get that shot. Even if I'm yeah. doing it as like a the thumbnail before a video or something and I'm using my computer to do it, you'll just find a way of either learning how to do the fake laugh or learning how to actually sort of be amazed and amused by what's around you. So your reaction yeah. is more real. Or even, even yourself. Sometimes like, if, like for me, if I'm, taking photos where I have to do a fake laugh, I actually legitimately will start laughing at myself. You have to. Because I'm like, I'm I'm standing here taking photos of myself. People are walking by probably saying how narcissistic I am. But, like, I just have to laugh it off. And I'm like, well, okay. And I just take more photos, and those end up actually turning out the best sometimes. Yeah, and it's like for people who haven't been on a on a photo shoot, there is a lot of fake laughing and, you know, that mm-hmm. old cheesy expression, make love to the camera. You know, there is a lot of that. Or actually, if you want to look like you're talking, actually say a couple of words or move your hands in a way that looks like you're talking. Or just, you know, try to also get used to making like you were a dancer, like pretty hands. You know how like in ballet, yeah. it's always like pretty hands, pretty arms, pretty hands. And it's yep. like... <laughs> the same thing when you're taking a picture, you don't hold your hand like a claw. You try to like soften it and, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Look natural, which I think is really great because when you learn how to do that in front of the camera, I think that the confidence you get from that 
snowballs mm-hmm. into everything else you do and magnifies and just really boosts your self-esteem on a general basis. And I think that if, if women out there, especially ones who weren't raised with technology that has such a visual image, can just get mm-hmm. used to seeing themselves. I mean, I know so many older people, they remember the first time they heard their voice on an answering machine, you know, like, ah, <laughs> you're like, what? That's what I sound like? I know, that's horrible. But it's the same thing, like, oh, my God, that's what I look like. But the more comfortable and confident you can get with that, it just shows. It helps you shine. Yeah, it really does. It really does. So I know you have to run, and we're coming to the end here, but what I like to do is ask people, and people, this is totally impromptu because we just met. So it's our, it was our very first, we're not even our first date. We, like, barely exchange phone numbers here, you know? Yep. It's our first <laughs> flirt. So I like to ask guests, like, if you could just, put a narrow down in the next week because it's seven days to amazing what someone can do to make their life more amazing and be a little bit more like you know what are your tips Florida you know how can they make their life more amazing based on what you do um I think I every actually I do something I try to do something every week it doesn't always happen I'm not gonna lie but I try to I find that I've become so comfortable in doing things myself that I'm kind of the opposite. I have a hard time, like, going out sometimes and doing things. So I have to, like, really try to make sure that I stay open to new things and new ideas. So, or, like, or people even. Like, I have a hard time doing things by myself, going to a bar or a restaurant by myself. So for me, I'm usually doing the opposite but for everybody else that, you know, is used to being around people, I think what they, what somebody should do is do one thing um, for yourself and by yourself, whether it be, you know, uh, taking photos of yourself or whether it be you could set your phone up and, like, if this is going to go, like, style-wise, set your phone up on some books or something. Do your own little photo shoot and, and learn learn about your body, learn uh, how comfortable you are, and just really get in tune with yourself internally and externally. No, I, I think that's great. And um, what I did, and maybe you can also share that with your audience too and help them, I created a cheat sheet called How to Look mm-hmm. Great in Photos. And you can go to howtolookgreatinphotos.com. And that'll give oh, yeah. people some of the, yeah, some of the basic ideas to, you know, how, how to feel good. And you've just added, you know, a lot to it as well. And I just think a lot of it comes from getting confidence, just really getting confidence. Yep. And I have gained so much more confidence with blogging just because, you know, it's like I said, you're doing things by yourself and you're you're styling yourself. You're really getting to know yourself by your clothes. And I know that sounds silly, but you no, learn your true. style. You learn, you learn your style and your aura and everything when you're doing that stuff by yourself. And I have gained way more confidence than I ever had growing up, being the tall, lanky one that always got made fun of. So, Were you an only child? I have an older brother, actually. Because oh. I'm an only child, so I spent so much time growing up with me and myself and my Barbies. And I think I've learned to pretty much be really independent because of it. And, um, yeah, so that's interesting that you had an older brother. Yeah. So my brother's yeah. always watched out for me. He's always been my protective one. Yeah, see, I was always raised that I had it. You know, the, the only person who's going to really take care of me is myself. So yeah, 
I did learn that when I lived in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we, you know, I'm a native I'm New not going to lie. I'm a native <laughs> New Yorker, so, you know, I'm used to, like, yeah. it doesn't even phase me. I'm a, I'm always on some form of high alert, you know. <laughs> it's just, like, I, I'm, I, we have a place in Wyoming, so I'm so used to, like, not going out there, and there I'm on high alert thinking, like, some wildlife's going to go by. Like, is it a moose going to be walking past me or something, <laughs> you know, so I'm on different high alert. <laughs> it's either a moose or a moose. I mean, that would be amazing to see a moose, though. (laughs) Yeah, well, as a New Yorker, it's really cool to, like, wake up in the morning and it's like a moose behind your place. And, like, I'm not even, you know, I'm in a little community. It's like there's people in around. So, yeah, that that's, um, see, that's what happens when you marry a skier. You never knew that one day you'd wake up in cowboy territory (laughs) and ski land. So (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, and and wear a lot of plaid when you're out there, (laughs) you know, when in Rome. (laughs) And shoot the attraction. Surprisingly, there's a lot of plaid worn here in California, too. Yeah, it's kind of like faux, though. You know, it's like the J. Crew plaid. Listen, yeah. I shouldn't say that. I wear a lot of plaid in New York, too. Like, you know, <laughs> I got a lot of wood furniture here that we got out there mixed with modern just to, you know, bring the nature into the city. And, you know, I do have a thing for plaid shirts. And then sometimes, you know, when I go out there, we all wear our red plaid shirts and I even have a, you know, buffalo plaid hat. It's all by accident. And I'm like, I feel like we're the family FUD. You know? <laughs> They're all walking around like Elmer FUD. It's like a plaid shirt. Yeah. Um, really funny holiday picture like that. Completely pr- impromptu. You know, we just all showed up out of the house in red plaid. So nothing like a good buffalo plaid. <laughs> That sounds like a fun, fun holiday shoot. Ours actually last year, we were all in pajamas that my mother provided for us, and I set my camera up and took our family portrait that way. That's funny. We did have our dogs in some plaid hats, though. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. Yeah, or my my Mr. Poodle should can use probably a buffalo plaid jacket. He doesn't have one. I should get you one, Bo. He's staring at me. He's in his little bed behind me. <laughs> Anyway, so thank you so much for being here, Laura. This was great. And um, any parting words or anything? I think this is really cool. I think we did kind of bridge a gap. What do you say? I think we did. Because I, you know, I would love to pick your brain even more sometime with with marketing kind of stuff. I know I can, yeah. I can learn from you there. And Yeah, yeah I, I do. Every once in a while I have a workshop called Blogger to Business because, you know, there's there's a whole different side of it, so maybe we can you know figure something out on that as well. And you know, I, I I'm still weird on this blogger thing. I gotta say, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. You know, I remember just I know it was just gonna really fast here, but I, when my son was probably in first grade, he's a sophomore in college now. I remember he was a model on a shoot, and the art director said to me, "Oh my God, we're doing this real people thing, and these people know how to pose. Like they come with portfolios. We just capture them from the street. What is happening with America's Next Top Model? Everybody thinks they're like you know a celebrity, and it's like we were just laughing about it. And it's true. It's changed." So much, and I even remember back in the Fashion Week days on how people would be saying, "Oh, it's the bloggers who ruined everything," and it was like such a hard pill to swallow. But I think it's changed so much right now. I just still think it's such an ugly word, blog, blog. Yeah, it could definitely be a different word. (laughs) Yeah, and now, now the ones that are mainly social media people that aren't actually writing anything on a website, you know. There's the influencers. There's the influencers. There's the bloggers. And the the influence is a whole other thing that we could go into. But yeah, that's a fascinating 
I, I mean, think I, I'd rather be a blogger than, well, no, I, I mean, I, I'd like to think of myself as both, but I think an influencer, they don't, they, I don't feel like they have to do quite as much because they're not necessarily always writing anything. It's, well, they're showing you know, they're just doing the photos and putting it up on their Instagram or their Twitter. So if you're blogging, you're actually writing and you're using a little more of your brain. I know that sounds terrible, but you're actually you're you're ed- using your education and you're writing these articles, whether it be a review or whether it just be something, you know, that you wanted to talk about your day, like and why you chose that outfit or something. Well, it's just such a because I mean it's always I, you know I always crack up when I sign an influencer contract and I also like to be called a spokesperson you know I, I actually prefer right. that one because that involves a little more of your brain, but um, it, there is something to be said about that and I think that with people in social media especially people you know entrepreneurs women entrepreneurs who are creating their own business that I've seen, I'm in, I'm a speaking community that I'm in, and I see someone going, oh, she calls herself an influencer. Oh, that word, and she said, gifted, I hate that. And then you look at the person, and you're like, oh, my God, you still look like your 1987 yearbook photo, and like, oh, God. And it's a little bit of, of jealousy sometimes, too, but I think that there is so much influence, and if you have your own business, whatever it is, you are an influencer online because people are right. reading what you say. And it's if you want to take it to the next level and be seen as, you know, stepping into your star power is what I like to call it, then you do need to mm-hmm. kind of like polish the edges up a little bit on your, your profile so you can get bigger opportunities. But there's, you know, yeah, I mean, it's all out there and it's all for anyone. There's no one who can't, can't be positioned to reap the rewards. And to and to get right. some raving fans and a following. Yeah, totally. I so. think your um, your motto where you have um, can do chic. Yeah. I think that kind of goes with it. Like it's, I, I love that motto actually. <laughs> kind of obsessed with it the first, when I first read that the other day on you. I was like, okay, that's like my new favorite thing. But <laughs> it's just, I think you can you can have that motto be like for a style blog, and you can have it be for life. Yeah. It goes towards everything, and that's what I love. And, and me, everybody can do it. For me, well, that's also another thing. For me, chic is, is being confident, harmonious, harmonious, interesting, and classic. But what I find so interesting about it, because I also have a program called the Stay Chic Crash Course, which is helping people learn to get into their own style, to become their own best stylist, because I don't believe in personal stylists. I think that's sort of a phenomenon that happened after Sex in the City. I was never a personal stylist. You can go into any store. Someone can dress you up for the day. Anyone can juice you up. But unless it's authentic to you, what's the difference? You, you know, you see these people, they get all dressed up and they wear the same outfit to a business event and then they do a video online and they look like they were just cleaning up a carburetor. I mean, I think, you know, it's more the French approach of like, learn what works on you and just so you get that little magical dance with your hands in the closet and you you put things together. Maybe you're wearing the family FUD plaid shirt and a pair of like skinny leather pants and cool boots and it has a totally different vibe, but no one can style yeah. you for that. That's just something you kind of pick up and that's what I try to to teach people and the reason I say try is because I find so interesting is the people who need it the most are the people that are the most resistant and you know you can't Mm -hmm. you know you can't take you take a horse to water but you can't make them drink what a terrible analogy on this one but but it's true and it's just like yeah she did something to me and I guess to you as well that it's just 
it should make your style effortless so it's just smart and it's just right and you're styled up for success whatever whatever that is whatever's real to you yep i totally agree so anyway this has been fun and um yeah so cool so we will connect soon and this is going to go live on it's october 17th right so correct yes so for people coming in on my side you can find what laura wrote about me on goldie legs it's goldielegs.com and that's g-o-l-d-i-e-l-e-g-s and you're here on focus on style you're listening to me on itunes you're on the seven days to amazing channel and if you're on itunes hop on back to focus on style because you'll get all the bonus extras we have on this and if you want focus on style you might want to just download it on itunes you know whatever floats your boat so <laughs> thank you laura for being here and talk to you guys soon yeah thanks for having me have a great day You too. You're very welcome. That's a wrap. Well, not so fast. We covered a lot of amazing things today. But what's your biggest takeaway from this episode? Hop on over to www.focusonstyle.com to leave a comment and keep the conversation going. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to become a Focus on Style insider. Not only will you get instant access to the Star Power Flash Kit, curated to help you and your business get out there, But as an insider, you'll also receive exclusive bonuses, amazing content, and access to special events that Sharon only shares by email. Subscribe now at www.focusonstyle.com slash insiders. It's your time to be the best at being you. So don't forget to subscribe at www.focusonstyle.com slash insiders. See you on the next episode of the 7 Days to Amazing Podcast with Sharon Haver where you learn how to make your life, business, and style even more amazing in the next week.